You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie, we're two away from uh, half century here, episode 48. Um, seems like these weeks and this year has, has pretty much flown by. Um, today we're going to touch on everything from high school basketball to NBA ratings being down to... Um, uh, a variety U- of things. Yeah, right? U- USC coaching search and the reporting on that coaching search and the crazy things that have happened the last couple of days with that. Um, but first, I got something to say. I got, I'm pissed. Oh, sh- crap. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Uh, you held yeah, that back. Yeah, I was about to that start good. getting yeah. into it, but yeah. uh, I- I'm pissed, Ronnie. Do okay. you want to know why? I could imagine why. I mean, I mean the season started because the season about. started. Yeah. I think that's why you're pissed. No, yeah. you got to go get in your car and it's raining. You got to go to games. It's just sure. I'm kids get irritating at times. I'm pissed about that. Yeah. Like, Last week, I was in, like, six gyms in six days, and um, well, not last week, two weeks ago, and the sure. week before that, we were at Battlezone Centennial, and uh, it was just a long week last week. Sure. Um, but I'm pissed because something's annoying me, and it's been annoying me for a long time, and I'm about to let it all out. Oh, boy. Yep, here we go. The claim season. I call it claim season, Ronnie. Yep. When college basketball starts. This, there's two times when this happens. When college basketball starts, and... When the NBA draft comes around, you get all these people from coming out of the woodwork with, you know, one guy playing one game and one weekend one, or one weekend for them on their team, calling the them my guy. The, the weekend that they begged them to play because they really wanted to stay home and have that week off. Right. The weekend that they flew them in, gave them a hotel room on a dead period game, gave them an yeah. Uber <laughs> on a on a on a weekend that didn't matter. And now they're their guy. A, a blank blank alum or a club Claiming. program alum. It's sure. like if this guy played four years for you at the club or high school level, that is your guy. I will give you that. Let's let, let's give examples of uh, people who can say this is my guy. Uh, Compton Magic can say Isaiah Mobley and Onyeka Okongwu are their guys. Sure. Ryan Silver and West Coast Elite can say Nico Mannion and Josh Green are. Their guys, like yeah, on, on draft sense. night when Nico Mannion goes in the lottery, oh, Silver's Ryan gonna go Silver's going to be standing there going with crazy. the pointing finger. This is my guy, Nico, my guy, and he is allowed to do that. Of course, if, if if you got a guy who like you begged to play for you, who you flew in and gave all this stuff to to incentivize him to play for you, he is not your guy. <laughs> don't tweet about him. We don't care that he played one week. 
one weekend or one event or even one game or anything like that for, for you. You can't claim them as uh, a number on your ticker of college players who have gone through your program. And I said yeah. that in air quotes. You can't see what I did. One day we're going to get a camera in here so you could see the passion behind this. But <laughs> until we can do that, I air quoted that. Like, you can't – we have we have 30 – 300 Division One players through our program. How many of those guys played for you every week, every single weekend for four years? Ten. Ten percent of them. Yeah, ten percent. Sounds Max, about right. Right. That's what I'm I pissed mean, about today. That's the the beauty, I guess, of grassroots basketball, and also the hindrance, for lack of a better term. You know, it's not regulated by anybody. We've talked about that before in previous episodes. You can play with who you want. You can start your team when you want. Playing what event, what you want. So. Based on that, you know, you can get a guy to play for your event, and people want to see that guy. Sometimes it works out. I mean, but, you know, when you're trying to fool the masses, you're just basically trying to fool the masses and, and, and get other younger players to take notice of your team. The sick thing is it works. It, oh, yeah, it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> the parents love that stuff, oh, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's the same thing. I remember when a, a highly regarded player was – I've been looking up high schools that have had – uh, three NBA players or more on one roster, meaning like a varsity roster. On a, in a single season. In a okay. single season, you know. So there's not that many. It's less than 25, probably. Um, and if you dis remove uh, Montverde and Finley prep, it's really low. I mean, like the numbers are not many, right? Uh, there's a few that have four, very few that have four NBA players on one team. So what the bring point I'm bringing that up is, I remember some apparent. With a high-regarded player who's now in the NBA, he said at the time, I'm going to transfer to fin- to Finley Prep because I seen that Anthony Bennett, my family saw that Anthony Bennett went number one in the draft. So there was kind of like that you said, that connotation, hey, I can be that successful or be in that success. I should go there. I can be that, and like average, I can be that, that average of a player in, and in, go number one, one in the NBA draft because yeah. I go to Finley Prep. Yeah, so it's the connotation – that family or that person, that player who was very high regards in the NBA now saw that and was like, hey, I want to be associated with that. So it goes sure. back to your point. It works. It yeah. totally works. It works. Because he went there and he eventually made the NBA. You know, so. And maybe that's why it pisses me off so much because it yeah. actually does work. Could could be because you would hope people had a little more depth, a little more insight to their moves. But as we see all the time, people don't have any. They just tweet and go on and they, they don't think about there's no morals on twitter ronnie yeah everyone just tweets whatever comes to their mind whether yeah. it's stupid or smart yeah uh if you tweet oh. something stupid there's yeah. a high likelihood there's a very high likelihood yeah. you are muted on my twitter feed wow. i mute a lot of people ronnie you know that yeah. you you watch me mute people in the, in the office all the time yeah you tweet something dumb i muted you if i don't respond to your tweets that means i muted so, you if i don't retweet your stuff you're muted wow I'm so let's go on to my rant, I guess, which would be along that point. Um, some of these reporters out here, everybody wants to be first. And sometimes, and it happens, it's happened to many people. The most famous one I, I can think of is that ESPN report with DeAndre Aiden and Sean Miller. Um, you know, just kind of like disappeared. Whatever happened to that? What's that guy? What was that guy? Mark Schleybaugh? Yeah. 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 You know, just what happened to that? Everybody's out. D, whoa, Sean Miller's going to go to jail or get indicted soon Andre, DeAndre, and then it just like got didn't get retracted like it, it didn't get uh, sean miller's still coaching he's yeah he's still coaching i was DeAndre watching on tv is, yeah. yeah i watched four games on tv deandre ayton's in the league he's i got suspended for other reasons but um he's yeah, getting sean paid. miller's coaching he's has high level recruiting classes coming in the next this so year the next two years what happened 
That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. So <clears throat> people just want to be first. They want to be, I don't know, the head of the pack. They think they think being first, Ronnie. Yeah. The the it, the problem now, and I think this is what social media has done to reporting in general. Yeah. Um, I come from a background of newspaper reporting. Uh, sure. You come from a background of uh, source gathering and sure. information gathering, and not really feeling the need to be that guy who's first. But no, with, not with, necessarily. With, yeah, with Twitter and yeah. um, all these other things, whatever. With Facebook, I don't. People, you still use Facebook? Old yeah. people probably. My mom does. She loves that shit. Sure. Um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, whatever, Instagram. Everybody wants to have the information first and be the first guy on it, and it it makes for a lack of sourced pro- properly sourced information. People running with things that they probably shouldn't run with, and that was the case with uh, this past week. Uh, Sports Illustrated affiliate, um, you know, because Sports Illustrated has like a team site thing now. It's yeah, a, they a, chopped through, their through Maven Media. They chopped a whole bunch of editorial jobs. Um, Within Good the last reporters. three months, three months or whatnot. Yeah, last yeah. three or four months. Um, and now they have you know kind of team reporter, kind of like uh, who does that? You know, Rivals has yeah. it. Two four seven, I believe, has it a little bit. Uh, Bleacher Report used to have it. I don't really go on their website very much anymore. Sure, um, it's like a conglomerate of smaller sites are reporting yeah. all into one big funnel. And, and yeah. SI will use information that they deem you know important or privy to what they're trying to report sure. instead of paying. You know, high-level reporters, a whole 60, bunch of money or 80 six grand, figures, whatever. Yeah, yeah. eighty yeah, grand so, a year. So, uh, a USC site reporter, um, a guy yeah. you and I know, yeah. worked with yeah. us, worked with me at the Orange County Register for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, he reported, uh, you know, a couple days ago that over the weekend, over right? the weekend, it was that, Sunday. Yeah, that, that Clay, Clay Helton was going to be Can't. USC's head coach. He's going to get fired on Monday. Sure, it's Wednesday. Clay Helton's not fired. Yeah, and on that. As soon as he tweeted that, he was immediately debunked or like met with backlash from not only people within Sports Illustrated itself saying that that information is not accurate. Wow! But more and other high level, you know, college football reporters, R- reporters who have you know legitimate sources. I hate the word, but yeah. sources. Yeah. More air quotes. Um, immediately, immediately met with debunked like, it. This, this yeah. is wrong. This not. This is not happening. So, how like b- back in the old days, if this happened, this person would not not have a job, right? I mean, yeah, it would be very, it would be a huge moment. It's it almost be, like, right. yeah, it's really bad. It it would be similar to like just coming on air and saying something really egregious. Like imagine somebody saying Bear Bryant's getting fired, or <laughs> you know, like, I don't think uh, John Wooden, Clay Helton to Bear Bryant or John yeah, Wooden, but I get what you're saying. Well, because it would be like huge news, you know. I mean, SC football is supposed to be like. The, it's as big as saying the, the Raiders or Rams coach got fired. Or saying uh, you know Nick Saban got fired. fired. Or yeah. saying LSU's moving on from Ed Orgeron. Yeah. Or Whatever. Dabo Sweeney got fired from yeah. Clemson. Yeah, it's pretty prominent news. Yeah. So, you know, again, so my rant would be if he had – Adam had something similar happen to him uh, six months ago a year regarding an, an assistant coach at SC. Yeah. And that coach didn't get – Didn't get fired. Didn't get fired. So the fans are now jumping on him. Well, this is not an accurate source. This is crap. And it's like kind of what you're saying, Devin. Why are you not just muting that and moving on from that? Why do you even? Yeah, why, I mean. I'm not waiting till somebody, it comes out. Like My thing, yeah, here's the thing. And it's there, nothing against him personally, no, Adam. No, no. It's just sure. why are we 
going back to that same well like, and getting all mad. This is the second time something like this has happened by the same person. Yeah. There's a thousand people who cover mm-hmm. USC football. Which is another problem. Which is another problem. Well, yeah. Because every time there's a USC football game on, my 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 Twitter feed is just flooded with the with people tweeting the same exact thing about oh uh, gain of nine yards gain of by nine yards. oh Keaton Keaton Slovis hit yeah. uh, uh, Drake London for a for four, a four yard four straight of uh, <laughs> a four straight snap. I don't care. Yeah, I'm watching the game just so, like you. Right. So the, like what what you're saying is like okay, yeah. cancel this dude. He still has a job somehow. I don't know how. Um, a lot of these people who cover cover air quotes cover these schools now. They're not employees. They're just they're just the not in. They're not insiders. Like go no. to the, go to the newspaper reporters. Go to the high level like Pat Forty or yeah. people uh, that you have followed that who, who who have proven time and time, time again, again that they know these things. things. Correct. So yeah, that would be my rant. The people are ranting about. The information, <laughs> ranting about the bad information, but still continuing to follow, follow the person it. who's ranting or getting you the bad information. It's like <laughs> because I don't know, you know, the thing I don't like is uh, let's say I say, um, I don't know. Let's let's try to use a good example. Uh, I just bring something out of my mind. Again, nothing against him. Josh Giles from Corona Centennial. Let's say he's again has nothing to do with him personally. And Josh, you ever listen? Great, to this? great coach. Yeah, it's, it's nothing to do. This is a. I said he's stepping Hypothetical down. Hypothetical situation. Yeah, he's stepping down from Corona Centennial. I wouldn't say my source told me. I would just tweet Josh Giles is stepping down because I'm the source and I'm saying it. Right. So if I'm wrong, it's you guys just you know unfollow me or but cancel he, me. You give. I would never say a source told me uh, Aneki Okongu is going to the draft. Right. I just. Saying he's going to the draft, but I'm the source. That's the difference between yeah. Ronnie Flores and yeah. some of these people. Joe Blow reporter I mean, on Twitter. Yeah, is you don't feel the need because you be have first. you have the yeah. accurate information yeah. in your hands, and you're yeah. going to share it that way. If I can, yeah. If I have it, right. Yeah. If I don't, I don't. Right. Like that's, Christian Bento going to, to be. Great Oak. Going to Great Oak to Gorman. That's a whole nother. Uh, that's it happened though. I'm, I'm not, not saying my source told me it happened. <laughs> it legitimately happened. <laughs> You Max look, Allen's Max going. Max Allen to Heritage Christian. It's, it's going. Gus Yaldin, Gus yeah. Bus from Wisconsin yeah, to modern day. It happened. Like, it's happened. Yeah. We knew about it. Who cares? Like, I don't care to report on any of that stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If you choose a transfer, great. But here's, like like you said, to sum up your rant, report what you know. factual information that you know for 100% fact. Yeah. And if, the, if you're following someone who continuously decides to try uh, to be first, try quote to be sources and be first and be wrong. Mute them. That's what I do. Mute them. <laughs> you're really following nobody. Yeah. Just, so I, I get what you're saying. Um, that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, uh, and but uh, I, I, my rant is not deep, but it's it's, no, it's irritating yeah. because, like you said, it's not what I grew up on. You know, it's just so crazy. I was talking to somebody how we get information. Mean you're guilty of it. Maybe I'm more guilty than you. I don't know. I know some of the people who are friends are way more guilty. You know, like let's say Dinos, our buddy Dinos, who, who's <laughs> grassroots, where we're getting our information from. Before you might read the Wall Street Journal, or you pick up a newspaper, you read a magazine, a weekly magazine. You might have got Student Sports Magazine. You might have got a, uh, you know, a, tr- a, a USC magazine. Rival Net had a magazine. Uh, War Chant. Uh, Dogs, you know, you uh, yeah, Washington yeah. had the University of Washington had a monthly magazine or newsletter. Now you're getting ninety five percent of your information from Twitter, whether you think you're not or not. 
Are you starting there and then maybe you're clicking on the story? Some sure. people don't even click on the story. No. So where we're getting the information from is so different than it was even 10, 15, 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's what are we getting? Sometimes we're getting crap. I guess. We're getting crap compared to reading a book. Yeah, the yeah. Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, LA Times, LA any Times, of those kind of news. You, you used to have to go get them and look at them, like actively try to read them. I guess the thing that we can all learn from this is source your own information. Yeah, like if the person who is on Twitter and you follow them and tweeting bad information yeah. continuously and always, you know, being wrong about things. Yeah, mute them. <laughs> mute mute them. That's <laughs> the difference, favorite. Just why follow? Just yeah, mute them or unfollow. Move on. Let's and we're gonna actually before we move on. I want since you know you, you used to follow college football and high school football a yeah, lot. Yeah. What are your overall thoughts on the USC football situation, the coaching situation with Clay Helton, eight and four this year, better than last this year, year or five and seven. Um, so that that's a that's a positive, I guess. USC fans not happy. Yeah. Uh, they want the new AD Mike Bone and the. Um, New president, the school president, school president to make a coaching change. Uh, some people are saying that the coaching change is going to happen. There is a report uh, that surfaced yesterday saying that, in fact, Clay Helton is going to be retained. Why are they in this situation? I think they're in a situation because if you don't retain him, who do you get the next level up? He's got to be a much better, a much better, I guess, splash or a much bigger that's going to get the alumni excited than Clay Helton. So if, unless you have that guy 100%, and then also how much left time left does Clay Halton have on his contract? I don't know that you, you know, what I'm you know, I mean, that's yeah. going to take a play. And if he is, a little, if he is better, again, the, the, the time machine goes so fast now, especially in college football, college basketball, you don't have any time to really build. You know what I mean? If you look at John Wooden, he was an average coach for 15 years at UCLA. Then he started getting ooh, Walt Hazard, Gail Goodrich. Voila, he starts winning because he got players the players. Players make a difference because yeah. he got the players. So I mean, obviously, nobody has 15 years now to get a chance to do to do it. So unless you're getting an Urban Meyer or Nick Saban, I would just keep Clay Houghton. That would, I mean, where do you where are you going from here? So a few alumni are going to be unhappy. Maybe you need to, you know, um, continue to improve your recruiting, continue to improve your execution, meaning. Getting those players in the right situations, you know, it seems like they're they're tracking up. I mean, so where do you go from here if you don't if you lose Clay Houghton? So here here's because you're still miles behind LSU, Alabama. You're, sure, you're not that program. But is the reason they're miles behind? Yeah. Clay Helton because they had Bryce Young, yeah. who's yeah. you know one of the best quarterbacks in the country, committed. Sure. Yeah. He decommitted. Is now going to Alabama. That's a major ouch. loss. Yeah, that's ouch. Especially yeah. because... The perception of that is huge. Because we don't know how great... Bryce Young might be a backup album. We don't know that. Right, but... But I'm saying the perception of, wow, why is this guy leaving SC? Compared to the quarterback situation they have now, yeah, which sure. is JT Daniels, who was hurt all yeah, year. Yeah, Who knows if he's going to be healthy, you yeah. know, or and, and if he does get back in the field, how effective he's going to be. Yeah. And then the, the freshman, Keaton Slovis, who's yeah. been solid. Yeah. I watched, you know, a handful of USC games, follow it. Sure, um, sure, of course. Stats-wise, stuff like that. He's been solid. Um, but we don't know how good Bryce Young is going to be. Yeah. But if Bryce Young is that guy, and you lost, that's him. yeah, that hurts. The perception of that hurts big time. Right. It's similar to UCLA. Kind of guys who's been in the transfer portal seems like all the time. Every time oh, I football look, guys, yeah, 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 they're just gone. Like it's not, they're not winning. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm on the boat where you're going to have more competition. The Rams are opening that new stadium. Um, you know. 
things are happening around around town that it's like, Essie, you're fighting for relevancy, which is crazy. I mean, that's crazy to me compared to, like you said, Pete Carroll years, even before that, even in the, the second John Robinson term, people talked about SC football. It was important whether they're winning or not. And obviously with Pete Carroll, they went on that 34-game winning streak and they were the only show in town and it was like a pro team. But right. bef- even before that, they had great players. Guys were going to the NFL, that kind of thing. I think they're losing some of that luster. So if he doesn't turn this thing around, yeah, they're going to move on. And then you're going to be, I mean, again, you have to move on to something that you know is going to beat the previous it's gonna regime. It's going to be better. Regime. Yeah, better. So I think that's where they're at. So his contract, he had a contract extension in 2018 until 2023. Not sure what the buyout maybe, is. Yeah. So maybe they ride it out till 223. That's a long time, though. Yeah. Here's the thing. I kind of like it. I want them to keep him because yeah. it's fun to watch all these people just constantly bitch about yeah. it on, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. And, fans, and, he's, and if he does 9-2 gonna... and two next year, then go to a major bowl game, go to the playoff, then... Now what? Now, now all the fans who are yeah. saying they're going to cancel their season tickets, yeah. now what? Yeah. I think that, that that problem SC has, we talked about a little bit before, they got some issues there on campus with the, with the um, you know, pay-for-play kind of scheme with other sports. Uh, this is just a money grab, uh, you know. I can if your parents are are affluent, you can get into school and things like that. They got some problems there yeah. that they need to hammer out yeah you know it's just in general uh same thing where they had a uh like a employee or a professor type person who was assaulting a lot of people and the you know um kind of like the thing that happened at michigan state oh uh, yeah i don't want yeah yeah it's just really bad so they, they got to clean all that up there's and a lot, get, lot, lot of stuff to clean up a lot of stuff to clean up. so i don't think clay houghton is the number one thing to clean up yeah so, on, honestly for now yeah we'll see would, again if they go five and seven next year yeah, yeah. he's gonna be out of sure. they're gonna buy it out so i think that's another issue you got to speak of Devin, or we we talk about, and I want to talk very briefly about Patrick Ewing and Georgetown, is um, I had a college coach tell me just this week, hey, Ron, I think we have some time to get this right, and this is an assistant coach, um, because the school doesn't want to pay the buyout more than they already have for the two previous coaches. So he goes, my head coach has a little bit of time now. Because again, back to what you said, they're, the, co- the school's not going to keep paying the buyouts. To replace a coach, replace a coach. They already owe the previous two regimes money. So he goes, hey, we actually have some time. So he, we were talking about players, and he wants to get it. They obviously want to get it right because they want to keep their job. So, you know, where does that leave? Let's talk about some of these calls about, you know, this situation with Georgetown. Obviously, Patrick Ewing has, um, you know, well-known person. He's played at Georgetown, led him to a national championship. What's going to happen if this thing spirals out of control they played when they knew that there was a legal situation yeah so the let's you know break that down a little bit yeah. um a couple players on georgetown's yeah. roster were yeah um i guess it was a burglary Three. complaint right. or yeah. a lawsuit yeah. uh, and threatening text messages yeah. and, and you know two of them will have a restraining order yeah there's a restraining order against them and against then, a, from a female student or a female the, their age, roughly right. their age. Right. Now yeah. a couple of the guys are in the, the transfer portal mm-hmm. and kind yeah. of removed from the team. Yeah. And there's a there's potential that Ewing and the staff and, you know, the athletic department already knew that Could there were these issues and were still playing, playing those players. Those players. That's not good. No. So that goes back to what we're saying, you know, is do do does do they what kind of leash do the does a person like Ewing have? You know, is, is it why? Because he's a he's an alum and like yeah. a, a legendary figure within yeah. the, that program. Yeah. yeah. 
if it comes down to them knowing that these things existed and yeah. the players were doing that and still playing them, no leash. Wow. They're, they're fired. They're going to be, something's going to happen. Because it's a legal situation. It, there's some precedent there. Some other coaches at some other, at some other schools got in some hot water by making a statement about a legal situation. So very tricky. Um, and it's interesting that our uh, Nor- uh, NorCal player, a player that we follow, James Akinjo, was in the transfer portal. So people were kind of like, wow, is he involved, involved in, in it? it? But it doesn't seem like he is. He yeah, just, I mean, Georgetown re- made it, had a release, and they specifically yeah. noted that James Akinjo mm-hmm. was not involved in the um, illegal Legal. activities that were going on. Interesting. But people just kind of well, lumped it into he was one. Lumped into it, right. He was, it was lumped into one. So very interesting situation. These things happen a lot, and uh, unfortunately they do happen a lot on college campuses. And some coaches have leases, some don't. You know, we'll, we'll follow it, and it's very unfortunate because it seemed like a year ago, or even at the beginning of this year, people were really high in Georgetown basketball. Now it's like a month in, and it's like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Right. You know, so we'll continue to follow that. Let's let's jump a little bit into um, the pro scene. You know, uh, obviously a lot of basketball right now. There's college, high schools all over the country going on. NBA, a lot of things have happened already. Um you know, it's been a, like you said a few on a few pods ago, Devin. It's been a tumultuous NBA season, off season. Uh, you know, the Warriors or not the Warriors. You know, yep. the, like people like to call them the Santa Clara Warriors. Yep. No, that's, that's what they're playing like right now. <laughs> Santa mean, Clara Warriors for, for good reason. They got yeah. a bunch of injuries and yeah. So uh, there's maybe a lot of not a lot of teams people want to watch in the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. Um, kind of mentioned that big time players like uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are hurt. Yep. Uh, so what does that led to, Devin? Where, you know, where are we going with this? Yeah, Just give I mean, us a quick rundown. You, like I said, USC football ratings are down, uh, and yeah. NBA ratings are also <laughs> down. Uh, you know, there was there was a report that we've kind of taken a look at that um, on TNT ga- televised games, ratings are down twenty three percent from last year, down twenty percent on ESPN. Why? Well, you mentioned a couple of them. Uh, yeah. The uh, the majority of ratings or whatever they're like a lot of the population is on the east coast sure there's like, more cities there's more dense cities more dense cities on the east coast there's only than one on the west coast there's only one big city and two big cities in california LA, really, san francisco, san francisco and san diego you can count yeah. as part of that metro. so so lebron leaves the east coast Kawhi leonard leaves the east, east coast. coast yeah the sixers are boring like ben simmons made a three-pointer that's the most exciting thing that comes out of the sixers they're a good team but they're not yeah, yeah. kd and Kyrie are both injured. KD's yeah. out for basically the year, and Kyrie has missed the last nine or ten games. Correct. So no one's watching the Nets. The and Knicks you, suck. Yeah, uh, the Knicks are bad. Yeah, so you got the bandwagon fans. They were kind of, the last few years, all on the Warriors. They the kind of like right. They kind of like the um, Pelicans. I didn't like Zion. Zion Zion's is out. out. Yeah, so <laughs> they, they wanted to, oh, the Lakers, they made a bad move. Well, the Lakers are one of the best the teams Lakers in the league. The Lakers are 18-3. Yeah, and the Pelicans are the Pelicans. So where do you go besides you're watching the Lakers a little bit? You're gonna go watch Brody. Oh, let me go watch LeBron's son. <laughs> it's more popular than NBA. Seems it is. Like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So back to your point, the ratings are down. What twenty three percent on TNT, twenty percent on ESPN. Correct. And, and then we haven't even got into the way we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier in a different way. The way people are getting their information, the way yeah. people are viewing correct content, consuming it, consuming it. So if you got uh, do you in your in your mind, Devin? Obviously, it's this is at the high school and the grassroots level. People watch the highlights. They're not going to the games left day in and day out. You are, but everybody's not. I'm a sick, yeah, I'm a sick you're, sob. You're Ronnie. a sick individual. So, 
Does <laughs> are they consuming the NBA that way? Or no, it's just they're cutting the cord of cable. They don't have time in their lives. What are they doing with it right now with the NBA? So I used to be like the diehard NBA guy right. when I was a, a younger kid. Yeah, yeah. Like I would watch as many games you could. as many games as I possibly could. You know, the full game. Yeah, yeah like the whole the, game. Yeah. Uh, now with me being in you know Got high school stuff so much, and I watch a lot more college basketball. Than I do NBA. Yeah. I watch Laker games because I'm a I'm a Laker fan. Sure. So I watch Laker games. Um, but okay, say I'm at home on a random Thursday yeah. and there's a, there's a Sixers uh Miami Heat game yeah. on TNT. Am I watching that? Hell no. Yeah, you're not. I'm not and watching. I, I was I've already passed that point Don't like care. you said a long time ago. So are you consuming the highlights maybe on NBA NBA from NBA you know TV you know or Balls Live? You know what I, you know what I do? I don't look at highlights. I don't care. Yeah. I just go to ESPN yeah. on my app on my on my iPhone, look at who scored what Shooting percentages, things okay. like that. You that's look what I'm at the, the, the meat and potatoes. Score. You want to look at the, the yeah. what happened. I'm old school. I look at the box score. But, yeah. I mean, here's the, the thing. The average Joe Blow out there. Average Joe Blow is not watching either, and they're either consuming highlights or they're doing what I do. Yeah. That's Probably highlights. Issue. Or, you yeah. know, 50 The 50. younger kids are highlights. Uh, correct. Kid, people my age, yeah, probably I even, highlights. I even saw some Luca highlights, and I saw Karan Butler, the former UConn and NBA Ford, and he was like, Ball is life is must see. You gotta watch this, <laughs> so you know people are watching the highlights, especially of like a Luca, Mellow Ball. Um, you know, a couple guys that are even on the NBA that are just RJ you know, Hampton. Are gonna yeah, RJ Hampton, Luca, uh, Trey Young. Yeah, uh, a few other the Hawks in, are the yeah, worst team in the league. Yeah, uh, maybe not Russell Westbrook right now, but James Harden. James Harden. They're watching those highlights. They're not watching the game, well, and they're getting the stat. Like you said, here's the thing: like we we have such a we have such a short attention span nowadays, yeah. Yeah. where yeah. it's like, like I'll be watching uh, a game, but then I'll be on my phone looking at Twitter to see what little Ronnie Flores mm-hmm. is tweeting, yeah, and I yeah. need if I need to mute him or not. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we have such a short attention span. People aren't sitting there for two and a half hours watching every moment of a Memphis Grizzlies versus. Uh, with a Toronto Raptors game without Kawhi Leonard on yeah. on Toronto this year. Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's playing for the Clippers and he's load managing himself, so we don't know when he's playing, when he's not playing. Yeah, the only team that is is like must see or must tune in. There's there's a team, in my opinion, and a player. The player is Luka Doncic. Yeah. How how often are the Mavs on national TV? Yeah, well they're playing good. I mean they should be on them more in the future, but they're not yeah. right now. How often? Yeah. Not not as often as they probably should be. Yeah. And the Lakers. Are the best team in the league. Yeah, and the most they have popular LeBron team. James yeah. and Anthony Davis. Yeah. So those are the games people are watching. Yeah. But the East Coast is so so bah. down. Yeah, down. Yeah. And like injuries or and just Zion's for various out. various, Lots various of reasons. reasons. LeBron left. Yeah. Kawhi left. Injuries. So that massive chunk of the population is not tuning in yeah. to those nationally televised games. It's it's just like what we said. Interesting that you mentioned that. It's like what we said a long time ago, uh, uh, 30 years ago, when cable TV became prominent and we were able to watch more college basketball, is here on the West Coast, we knew about Long Island U. We knew about, uh, you know, secondary uh, schools, Temple. Uh, because of the time difference, we could able to watch a late night game. If you're on the East Coast... yeah. You knew nothing about Cal State Northridge, right? Santa Clara, nothing. Those games are coming on at 10 p.m., starting at 10 p.m., and you got to go to work. Yeah, so it was a famous saying. He says, what are we watching? 
here on it was a famous like Sports Illustrated comment. What are we watching? Letterman, Johnny Carson, or basketball or bed? That's what people were choosing back then to watch Johnny Carson show, <laughs> David Letterman, go to bed or watch UC Irvine. They probably weren't choosing UC Irvine. Hey, leave the eaters <laughs> out of this. You know what I'm saying? That's so it's a similar thing now. You're saying people are not yeah, gonna yeah, stay yeah. up till late one at night, one in the morning, to watch a shitty team. <laughs> hey, the eaters aren't shitty. Leave no, them alone, a shitty bro. NBA team. <laughs> oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like they're not staying up to watch a shitty team. Right. They're not gonna watch yeah. the sh- the Warriors who are terrible, terrible at this year because 11, of at midnight against yeah Portland, who's good. Portland's yeah. a good team. Yeah, but they're nobody's not watching the Trailblazers. Correct. I mean, Carmelo Anthony's back, and he's you know. In the mid post, fading uh, away, hitting doing his shots, thing. doing, doing his, his thing. thing. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, but it's, but it's no not one's drawing the Carmelo needle. An- so the Carmelo Anthony interest was probably like the first two games. Now everyone's yeah. like, okay, Melo's back. He's doing the same thing. He can score twenty points. Everyone already knew that. Okay, he just needed a chance. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the cutting the cord a little bit because I worked for ESPN for five years and that it was, was a thing at, Mark Cuban brought yeah, up. And that was it was at that time where the cord was getting cut a Explain lot. Explain what that is for people who don't know that. Yes, yeah, you know, uh, you know, people. You watch over-the-air TV if you don't have money. You know, a lot of my childhood, we had over-the-air TV, just the local channels, which were seven or eight channels. Which is like 2 through 13. Yeah, which is ABC. Right. Obviously, in different markets, they're different numbers. You know, ABC is Channel 7 here in, in the greater Los Angeles area. CBS. NBC is 4. Fox. CBS is 2. Fox is 11. Correct. But there are various numbers in various cities, but that's over-the-air TV. So yeah. you can watch, as Mark Cuban said, NFL over-the-air. Yeah. You don't. You just need your antenna. On Sundays, or, yeah. eleven and two out here. Fox yeah. and CBS yeah. have NFL. Yeah, games. you just have your little. You have the antennas. You have your little uh, rabbit ears, and you go, go at it. You can watch even local Laker games that way. You know, K Cal, those type of K-Cal things. K Cal nine. Yeah. I missed that those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you got cable because it became more, more channels, more attractive, a little cheaper. So for many years, people probably paid between fifty bucks and one hundred and twenty bucks. To get a bunch of channels, then you can go through um, your local cable company. Cox Cable became big. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Time Warner Cable is a big one. They started buying little cable companies, buying them out. Yeah. So it became a you know more of a not monopoly, and then people also started getting Directv. That became popular about fifteen years ago, and that became really you gotta, popular. You gotta put that stupid dish, dish on your satellite yeah, dish on your dish roof network. or whatever. There's yeah. various reasons. So now. About five to seven years ago, people said, hey, I just want to watch um, the app of the ESPN or a specific channel. So they started cutting the cord. So now, seven years later, all those streaming services, now Disney just came out with their their. Their Disney app, yeah, yeah. their Disney streaming services. Like people, all, that's all being the, pushed like, Bam- all. You can watch Bambi and all those movies. Yeah, yeah. people Soft. are really, it's that's really being pushed on social media. Yeah. So you, they can, people can see it. You can sign up. So now you sign up to that one, Hulu, Netflix, the various ones that are out there. Have we reached the crescendo, Devin, where it's now just as people are catching on? Wait a minute, this is just as expensive as me having my cable that I that's had ten thing. years ago. People are always like, I'll never, I will never subscribe guy, to a cable, cable company. company it's again. like, uh, okay. Yeah. So like, but you're gonna subscribe yeah, to Hulu, Hulu Netflix, uh, and Disney now, Disney, ESPN, yeah. uh, all these apps, NBA TV, mm-hmm. where you're paying three hundred dollars for the year, yeah. and you're worried about yeah, you know, you're eighty, 80 bucks, bucks for a for cable a bill. Like, yeah, relax. we're back to the square. It's so one. much easier. You don't have to remember any logins. Yeah. Like I got so many damn logins, I can't remember yeah. like my passwords for anything. Yeah. Um, I always got to re- reset my password. So I got all I had to do to watch 
you know, a game on ESPN or a game on TNT is sit on my couch. Yeah. Which is still uncomfortable, Ronnie. It's a horrible couch. I need to yeah. get rid of it. Sure. Press the button, hit the guide, go down a couple spots and click OK. And I have the game. I don't have to log into my stream service on my computer and then like Chromecast it to my TV. Like all yeah. that stuff's amazing. It's great. But you're spending all these like $10 or $15 a month on all these different things. It's the same exact price as a cable. One bill. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I, I think all those points are valid. I think cutting the cable, cutting the cable uh, became cool. Like, oh, you know, it's something cool to cut the cable. But is it cool? Some people are saying, no, it's not. And obviously, it also depends on your income. If you're making 250k a year, 150k a year, you're two income family, you, you can afford the nine hundred dollars. If you're a dink, dual income, yeah. no kids. Yeah, you, you're 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 not worried about that. But yeah. if you're just in the in the pack, like we are, you got to think about it. Okay, do I need this? Do I not need this? You know, our, uh, at my mom's house, which my sisters and I, you know, frequently attend. About four or five years ago, we decided to cut the uh, Directv. Just it's not getting used enough. So again, so we saved a hundred bucks over. That's you know twelve hundred bucks a, a year. Twelve hundred bucks times four is what. Do the quick math, Devin. You're better at math than me. Wait, what was that? Twelve hundred bucks a, a a year. Basically, a hundred bucks a month. So four years, four or five years. Twelve ninety six. Ninety six hundred. No, it's not ninety six, is it? Yeah. Well, what's twelve times five? Well, twelve times. Oh, twelve times five. Yeah, or four. It's sixty. Twelve 60, times five is sixty. Six grand. <laughs> You're way off. Dude. Six grand. <laughs> ninety six. You're way. Ninety six hundred. Eh, three grand off. But yeah. Ronnie just set back math like yeah, 12 years, years from now. Yeah. So that's what's what's 96, 12 times 7? I don't even know. I didn't uh, want to. 12 uh, times 8. Yeah, 8. Eight times not 16, eight years. Not 8 years. Carry the 1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been 8 years. <laughs> it's been more like 5 or 6. So 40, 48 or yeah. or yeah. 6,000. Yeah. 4,800 or 6,000 is how much you saved. That's uh, nice. That's, that's pretty good, I that's think. Cool. I haven't. I don't feel like I've missed anything. You know what I mean? I but still got. 8 I, years, you yeah. saved 9,600. <laughs> In eight years, that's a lot of money, bro. You have a nice little car there, you know. A nice little car? What, yeah. We're driving a Hyundai Elantra? Yeah, yeah. Hyundai, 2013. Hyundai Elantra. 2013 Hyundai <laughs> it's got like 100,000 miles on it. Yeah, that's funny. So you get what I, my yes, point I mean. I do. So, you know, it worked out for, I think, my mom and yeah. my family to save that so, five grand. You know what I mean? Those ratings are down. You know and, what ratings and, are but down? But my pocket's up. Your so pocket's up. Ratings, ratings those are down. Ratings down. <laughs> Your pockets are up. Ronnie's happy. You know who else is happy? Who's that? Basketball fans in the Valley. Because oh, Sierra Canyon is drawing like a MF. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Watch Bronny. We have our we had our guy uh, Glenn Smith on. Yes. Kudos to him. His event went great. Um, you Thanksgiving know, Hoop Fest. Yeah, was Thanksgiving event. Hoop Fest in Dallas. He had a move, as he mentioned on our last pod, the last four games to American Airlines Arena. It drew over twelve thousand people, uh, which is That's a good uh, regular season Texas record, as far as I know. Nice. Uh, Glenn's gonna get me the exact number. That would be close to a regular season record in California. Um, ironically, it's from the same family because it's the, the Pangos Dream Classic was LeBron versus Modern Day at Poly Pavilion. And this event, let's be honest, Devin, a lot of people just came to see Bronny in the show and maybe Dwayne Wade and, and there's A-list celebrities there. Uh, yeah. What's your take on that? Because he scored two points, Sarah Canyon beat Duncanville, which was 28 in the Fab 50 in a close game. Sierra Canyon was six. Again, uh, you know, they beat them um, 66-63. Uh, 
They have other good players. Maybe they're not as talked about as much. We've talked about them as much, but the national, you know, this mainstream media that doesn't follow high school basketball doesn't doesn't know that. Doesn't know Taryn Frank that well. Right, doesn't know right. B, even BJ Boston that well. Sure. You know, even though so, he's going to Kentucky. Yeah. So what's your your take there? Um, you know, Sierra Canyon's going into the week is four and zero. Um, they have a big game this week. And when you guys are listening to it, it might have already be going on, or it might have just happened against Santa Clarita Christian, and we'll talk about why that is important. Sure. But give your uh, spill on the Sierra Canyon thing. My thoughts? Yeah. So I saw Sierra Canyon at the uh, yeah. San Diego Tip-Off Invitational the sure. Saturday before the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. And they beat Cathedral Catholic, who was then and might still be the number one ranked team in San, San Diego. Diego. They beat them pretty pretty well. Sure. Uh, the, uh, Cathedral Catholic jumped out to a 12 nothing lead because they had – you know, the, the hype and crowd behind them. It was a great atmosphere. Great. Every atmosphere is going to be like that with Sierra Canyon. It's going to be sold out. Electric. It'd be yeah. very, yeah. As far people as, are interested. As yeah. far as Bronny James goes and, like, the hype around it, I get it. I get yeah. why people are excited about it and want yeah. to see him. But he just has a long way to go. Sure. Especially on that team. Correct. And that's my thing. You have some of the better freshmen in California. They have to make a bigger impact now. Whether that's Jalen Lewis at Bishop O'Dowd, Mikey Williams at San Ysidro, like they're going to have to score 15 points, 18 points, 22 points for their team to win that particular game. Bronny has no none of that pressure. No pressure. But no the pressure. thing is, he yeah. has pressure coming from yeah. the stands. Sure. From the people who are there to see him and who leave, like, not on his fault at all, yeah. disappointed. Sure. Because he scored two points in that game against Duncanville. But what people don't understand is, He's part of the team. He's and part of that team. He comes off the bench yeah. on that team for the most part. Yeah. And then when Zaire Williams comes back, who is a top five player in the 2020 class, when he comes back on the 30th. That's another that's spot an, down. That's He's a, on the That's rotation. another you know, yeah. 28 minutes that, that are gone. So here's the thing. Based on what I saw from Brian James, he got you know, a good amount of minutes against Cathedral Catholic. I believe it was like you know, 12 or 13 minutes. Sure. What I saw was he's a high IQ basketball player. He makes oh, the right yeah. basketball play. You know, he, people like him. They like playing with yeah, him. He can get in the lane. He yeah. distributes. He doesn't yeah. force anything. He doesn't try and play to the crowd. He plays the game the way that it's supposed to be played. The sure. way that you imagine a young the son of LeBron James would yeah. play. Sure, because he has to be. You know, LeBron James plays the game the right way. Everyone knows that. So he's obviously taught his kid how to play. And uh, Bronny can hit an open catch and shoot three. He's getting more and more athletic. I believe he caught a lob for a dunk last night from BJ Boston. That's impressive. Yeah. But again. You got to temper your expectations for this young man because he's on a loaded team. Sure. That, you know, he's not going to get a whole lot of minutes, especially when our guy Zaire Williams comes back and takes 28 minutes and then takes, you know, a little 15 bit or of, 16 shots. Yeah. yeah well, he's going to take a little bit of uh, Boston's minutes, a little bit of his shots. Uh, so, you, you know, you got Mamari Bailey's going to score 10 points a game. Shy so Odom is very good. good. So you yeah. have, you have. B.J. Boston going to Kentucky. You have Zaire Williams, who's down to, like, I don't know, USC, uh, North Carolina, Stanford, yeah. a bunch of high major teams. You have Taron Frank going to TCU, returning starter from returning two-time starter from uh, back-to-back open division championship teams. You have Amari Bailey, who's a returning starter from an open division state championship team. Um, you have Shai Odom, who's a big-time really glue guy. Yeah. He, they need him on the court to win basketball games. To win the big games, yeah. To win games, because he makes those winning plays. Sure. So a guy like Bronny, who's a freshman who has a little bit of work to do, a lot of work to do. Like, sure. Let's be real about it. Yeah. But as a 14 or 15-year-old young basketball player. He's tracking along great. A lot of talent. Yeah. He's tracking along just fine. Yeah. L- leave him alone. Give him time. Let him, you know, uh, develop at his own speed. And there's going to be plenty of games on their schedule where he is going to be able to play. 
Oh yeah, and you get to watch yeah. it. Once the, gold, once the Gold Coast League comes around, yeah, Paraclete. Other than the yeah. Windward game, maybe yeah. he'll have plenty of time. Bronny's going to get some plenty of minutes. Yeah, so very interesting that Bronny has already played in front of twelve thousand people again. Uh, number rank two rank Fab fifty rank Montverde went down there. Very interesting, Devin. From what I take, uh, they beat Duncanville easily. So Sierra Canyon as a comparative score. To be the best, you know, they still got work to do, and they're, they're they got they got plenty of work, work to do, and they know yeah. that. They know that. Yeah, I, I covered that game in Cathedral yeah. Catholic uh, yeah. for the re- for uh, register. God, I would never cover for those uh, for the LA Times. Yeah. Sure, and I talked to Andre, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I mean, these guys hardly know each other. We're still yeah. getting used to each other. Yeah, um, but they do have a pretty good. Uh, rapport, there. rapport together. There's, yeah. there's some. They like playing they together. Like play together. Yeah. They like playing together. And that's good to see. Yeah. Let's move on to some lower level, you know, hype teams. Um, Ronnie, I, you and I were both at the Harvard Westlake um, Wolverine Invitational that Thursday before Thanksgiving. Um, some good teams there, some good local teams. Harvard Westlake struggled with with Renaissance Academy, who's an upstart team this year. We'll kind of talk about Coach Keat here in a second. We saw him uh, earlier this week at Westchester. Sure. Um, but Winward, real solid team. They got two real high level sophomores and a guy who I think is one of the most under recruited players in all of Southern California, Devin Tillis. Correct. Um, so they handled yeah. Renaissance pretty well. They handled Renaissance well by 30 in that first game. Correct. But Renaissance gave Harvard Westlake all they can bargain for. Yep. They just defeated Long Beach Poly at the Westchester tip-off. Beat St. John Bosco at El Monte. The El Monte Championship. And I was able to see Bosco in their semifinal win. And uh, they looked solid in that game. But yeah, Renaissance must have played a good game because they weren't in the same gym for the semifinal. So uh, they played Long Beach Pond the first round of that. So they got some parts, and they got sophomore Coke Keat, who's yeah, about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, yeah. You know, uh, covers ground. He can hit some shots. Not too bad of a free throw shooter. You're not a great outside shooter, a good outside shooter. Gets around the basket and, and gets a lot of offensive rebounds. He's he's good nose for the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again... He's playing very well to begin in the season, and Renaissance has some good games. And I think because people didn't really know how good they were, they're right. knocking off teams <laughs> right. early in tournaments. There, people are like, "Why are we getting well, people, this team?" Or like <laughs> right away, people didn't. No. People didn't know what to expect with that team. Sure. And with the guy, like you said, I agree with everything you said about Coach Keat uh, yeah. as far as what he does on the court. Yeah. People don't know like he's six eight and can handle it and go by bit. on the yeah. bounce and get to the basket and finish around the basket. Like he's a tough cover. Yeah. He had 30 points and 13 rebounds uh, on Tuesday against uh, Long Beach Poly at the Westchester tournament. We were there, and he he dominated that game. He scored. Sure. He, they had 52 points. He scored 30 of them. So yeah. uh, you got to stop Coke Keat to beat Renaissance Academy, but they're trending as a potential open division team in, in the southern section, which is only eight squads. Um, so that's going to be interesting to watch, see how Renaissance Academy can, like either continues to get better or kind of tops out and people kind of figure them out. Yeah, um, same thing with – Santa Clarita Christian, yeah, let's, let's jump over to them. To them. Um, again, they had the big win over Rancho Christian. We saw Rancho Christian season opener against Pacifica Christian, which is in Orange County. Again, that was a tough game. Houston Millette, the junior guard, played very well. I mean, like you said, people were hyped. The Sierra Canyons, the Rancho Christian, and and Modern Day, they're always going to get somebody's best shot. Yep. yep. You know, this season because they are the glamour teams in in the in the region. Um, you know, they, they pulled that one out, but I guess, you know, against Santa Clarita didn't go too well. And then 
maybe they're down on themselves. Maybe they're not having a good outing. And Corona Centennial's tough. They lost yeah. the third place game at the Battle Zone. Yeah, so Santa Cruz Christian beat Rancho Christian, Christian in the 90 to 79 in the, in the Battle Zone semifinals. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Rancho Christian then lost to Corona Centennial, the, the host, 70 62 in the third place game. In the third place game. So, yeah, I mean, you saw Santa Cruz Christian at my fall thing at Colony. Sure. They, yes. They're. They're a really good, good high school basketball yeah. team. They Ogaro. have a bunch of pieces. So yeah. Josh Ogaro, very good player. Caden yeah. Starr, very good player. Veteran, yeah. Uh, been around. Caleb Lowry. Been around. Been around, played at a high level for a long time. Yeah. Very good player. And all those guys have continued to get better and improve. Um, and then you add a guy in like Ty Harper, uh, the transfer from, I'm not sure where he's from. He's from Arizona, maybe? Yeah. Uh, just I don't a, know offhand. Yeah, just a freakish athlete, plays hard. Uh, you add him into the mix, and if he's on his game, he he adds another layer to their game to their their team. That's like, I mean, it's interesting. They're intriguing. Yeah, Obviously, so it's going to be very intriguing because, like you said, those results already, and we'll talk a little bit about those results. But also, they're going to play Sierra Canyon this week, yeah. so that'll give us a good gauge. If Sierra Canyon beats them by two points, then it's like, hey, whoa, maybe that loss to San, you know, the Rancho. When you know, hey, you know that maybe that, they're they're, they're legitimate. That bad, correct. Yeah. But if Sierra Canyon beats them by twenty, or obviously if Sierra Canyon loses, then that says a lot. But if they beat them by twenty, that says a lot. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to give us a good barometer there. Um, we got a good barometer for that event, but unfortunately, you know, for Rancho Christian, we have to go by the results. So how far did it drop? So for now, Rancho Christian is out of the Fat Fifty because oh, wow. you losing to Corona Centennial and like. And to Santa Clarita, we just don't know how good they're going to be. So if they continue to play good, then that's going to look good for Rancho Christian. But let's talk about the result of the final. Yeah. Sheldon beat Corona Centennial. No, Sheldon beat Santa Clarita Christian. Christian. You're right. By more than 20, 20. I believe. Got it. Not Corona Centennial. Sheldon, Santa Clarita Christian. So that bumps them up. So Sheldon jumps into the Fat 50. They were really right outside of the Fat 50. They were... Number five in the state, the top four we talked about were in. So Sierra Cannon just stays number six. Uh, there's nowhere for them to go. The top teams are all winning right now that have played. Okay. Um, only Oak Hill's lost in overtime, and Oak Hill dropped to 16, but they're going to play that Combine Academy again on December Oak Hill's, Oak Hill's played 11 games yeah. already. Yeah, Oak Hill's already playing. <laughs> That's great. So Modern Day's only played one game. They dropped the spot to make room for a team that's moved up. You know, uh, Grayson's playing good. Hamilton Heights Christian Academies, 8-0. They have a very good wins. So they went to 15. Modern Day's played one game. They just, they're just they still at 19 from 18. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, they played. Uh, Etiwana yeah. moved up five spots because they look good. You know, I mean, they've, they've done good. And plenty of teams lost. They're now ahead of Duncanville. Interestingly, Duncanville really doesn't deserve to fall that much. If they're only three points off Sierra Canyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Because as we to, said, yeah. Montverde and ING, as we said in the preseason, it's going to take a hell of an effort yeah. to beat them. Yeah, and we said, we said that a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Duncanville. If they yeah. went one and one, that'd be a huge win. Yeah. But going losing to Sierra Canyon by three right. is a huge win. And you have a chance to win or tie the game on the last possession. Right, they were in that game the yeah. whole time. So moving into the rankings is Sheldon. Let's talk about Sheldon. Sheldon. So Sheldon, you know, again, when they were right on the bubble, they could have been in. They're as good as they were last year. I think they're just as good as they were last year. Might even be a little better. Mar- Marcus Bagley, Marvin Bagley's brother, looks healthy, looks fit. He's moving well. Uh, Xavion continue- Xavion Brown, 220 guard, continues to rebound, distribute, to play defense, do what they need to win. They got um, Yaru Harvey's a good piece. 
They got a lot of good pieces. Josh Williams, starting Josh, point guard, very good yeah, player. Yeah, so they're 4-0. So Sheldon is now getting ready for the Tarkanian Classic. So they're on the side of the bracket of Bishop Gorman, who hasn't yet played the host team. So they'll have some some landmines to go through. They're gonna they have to get through a Maryland team, and then in the next round they're gonna either play Westchester or Marion, Arkansas. I saw Sheldon twice at Battle yeah. Zone. Yeah. And based on what I saw out of Marcus Bagley, yeah, Sheldon is m- much better team than they were last year, in my sure. opinion, because yeah. they Mar- didn't lose the big guy, like you said. Yeah. Marcus Bagley is healthy. healthy. His body looks good. good. He, he, yeah. He thinned out a little bit. He yeah. he looks bouncy. Yeah. And his shot. His his catch and shoot three and his is is uh is one or two dribble sidestep pull up is just, I mean it's just falling yeah. like crazy right now. He looks like a one of the better players he's, in the state. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be a very very good college basketball player. Yeah, I would agree with that. And again, that's going to be Sheldon doesn't have many games between. They don't have any games I think between now and then. So pushing right on that on that right on that threshold is Winward. They're right on the bubble. They could they could they could again only. What was it? Five, six teams dropped out this week, which is kind of low. Yates had a dropout because they didn't have their full team. Uh-oh. They got blasted. If you, if you at could the, say Ronnie's facial expression. <laughs> they didn't. They got blasted down at the Thanksgiving Hoop oh, Fest okay. twice. So Yates is is out they, for they now. Have some guys sitting out. Yeah, they, yeah, they just didn't play very well. Uh, Booker T. Washington of Oklahoma lost at the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. Okay, so they're out. Um, again, so that's a team with yeah. uh, Bryce Thompson. Yes, Bryce okay. Thompson. So they lost a tough one to CBC, which is Christian Brothers in Missouri. Um, good team, but not let to the they'd be ahead of Winward. Okay, so they you know they let them build. So you got Winward right on that on that cusp. You know, a lot of the teams Devin we haven't played yet. You know, Benton Harbor of Michigan teams haven't played yet. Newman Gretti hasn't played yet. Yeah, Newman Gretti hasn't played yet. Long Island Lutheran hasn't played. Yet. No, yeah, there's plenty of teams that haven't played yet. So. You know, we're not moving those teams up too much by not playing, but we're not dropping them really either. So, again, Winward looks good because the team that was ahead of them, and they don't necessarily have to be ahead of them, but it's close, like you said, is they lost to Renaissance Academy. It's Bosco. Bosco's already lost. Winward and Bosco could potentially play in the second round of Damien. Yeah. You know, if they win their and first round. that'll be game. a game that could be a potential playing game, right, to a yeah. bad 50 if Winward does win that yeah. game. Yeah, so Winward is winning, and Winward has to win the St. Monica's tournament. I don't think they can slip up there. <laughs> they got to win the yeah. St. Monica's tournament yes. this next week, the 9th through the 14th. So, very good team. I had a chance to see Winward um, at the NorCal Tip-Off Classic. Uh, Winward played a good team. Clovis West of Fresno. So our guy who came down to the Bay versus LA game, Cole Anderson had a hell of a game, Devin. Uh, 38, 39 points, depending on who's keeping track. They kind of sped windward up at times, forced some turnovers. Uh, but at the end, they were able to pull out that game. Um, they had a, a a chance with 22 seconds left. Cole Anderson hit a three to bring him within 63-62. But our guy Brandon Richard hit two crucial free throws with about 14 seconds left. So that would, you know, make it 65, 62. Yeah. And it's then good math. Good yeah, math, my math, you know, Ronnie, my math Ronnie's is good. on a math clinic today. Yeah. Let's get him some uh, uh, calculus. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Anderson got the ball. You know, it looked like on one of the, the, the misses um, with another set of free throws, 
second one came off to give them 67 points, and it looked like he was going to sprint up court to maybe, you know, try to get a three-point shot, but they had already called timeout, meaning okay. Clovis West yep. had already called timeout because his momentum was going towards his basket, and, you know, they weren't able to get the shot they, they were hoping for. So, uh, you know, to tie the game, which would have been at 65-62, they would have got a three, would have tied it, but they didn't get a good look, and then Winward scored two more points. And Richard also had a conventional three-point play with about a minute 30 to go. They put him up 63-59 before Anderson's three. So, uh, again, uh, that was a good win for Winward. Clovis West is tough. Best team in the central section right now. They probably need one more guy to really score and step up for them to have any chance to win, like, games in the regional. Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough for them. Uh, but locally, they're going to be really good. Obviously, they, they, they central section's number one team. Um, what other team did I see there? Mitty had a good win over defending uh, D2 state champ Campolindo. Mitty has some good pieces with Marcus Green. Mikey, uh, Mi- Mikey Mitchell yep. had a good game. Uh, they have a transfer transfer who's who's uh, done very well and he has a lot of ability. And they also have uh, Brown who led them with 20 points. Uh, Matt Matt Radel was a uh, Campolindo's second double digit score with 12. Aiden Mahaney last year's State freshman of the year at 23 points. Didn't have his greatest shooting game. He was 7 for 23, but they're going to be a, a team to be reckoned with, as is Mitty. So, Mitty from the uh, WCAL in the, in the Central Coast section, looks like they're going to do battle with Reardon, who's kind of like the team that people uh, want to get behind in the Bay Area, uh, Devin, because they have some pieces. They, they, they have uh, some very good players. Uh, Reardon beat Jay Sarah, which is a good win. I don't think it's a wow win, but it's a good win. 64-59. Um, obviously, Jay Sarah has to do battle with Bosco and Modern Day in the training league. They're going to have to keep try to keep up. They already lost to Corona Centennial. So as we know, as we saw with Corona Centennial, they're a good team. Now, they're smaller, yeah, they're, they're side, but they're scrappy. They're very good. So that's a good gauge for Reardon. You know, they came in higher rank. They got the win. Um Ian Martinez had 17 uh, in the first half, but he didn't have a big second half. Um, you know, Bryce Monroe and his backcourt mate Jelani Clark. Bryce Monroe is going to Sam Sam Houston State. Jelani Clark's going to Nevada. Bryce Monroe had 33 points. So it, from the looks at it, it looks like he's going to go as far as they take him. He handles the ball a lot. He dribbles. You know, he's he controls the what they do a lot. Jelani Clark kind of plays off him. He's a defender, good athlete, um, you know, and they got good perimeter and they got good interior defense. Um, their top sophomore, seven footer, more sec. He's a guy that people are really going to be interested in watching this year. People in the Bay Area are really high on him. I saw a lot of guys who've been following Bay Area basketball for a long time. They're like, hey, that guy is, is the guy. He's going to be really good. So uh, he had a, a 12 points, a lot of rebounds, blocked shots. So, you know, he's one to watch there. Um, Reardon, again, and like I said, is that team that people are kind of clamoring for because the Bay Area, meaning not the greater Bay, but like in the city of San Francisco and the right in the in the heart of San Francisco yeah. and the city's right surrounding, they really haven't had a high-level team going to the, like a D1 final yeah. or obviously the Open in many years since Reardon was good 20 years ago and they had right. Marquise Ket- Ketley. 
uh, they they played in the state final. So I think people want them to be good. Yeah, but they sense. still got work to do to be windward. Uh, you know, Etiwanda, they're not there yet. But you know, obviously, in the north, they have a, you know, with Sheldon, that's going to be the team you're probably going to have to try to get past gotcha. to get yeah. that to be that good. No doubt. And then the team coming from the rear, that people are like, okay, well, they're going to do good because they always do good in this event. Seems like is Bishop O'Dowd. So Bishop O'Dowd played Modesto Christian. Modesto Christian just wasn't on their game. Uh, they also have our guy Jaden Phillips is out. And Miles is he sitting? Uh, yeah, he's okay. thirty day, and and Clayton, Miles Clayton, Miles, the, guy, yeah. the kid from the he's Chuck Hayes too. team, he may sit out the whole year. So again, if he's out the whole year, that really hurts them. So where my preseason ranking in nine was was them full strength. They weren't full strength, and Bishop O'Dowd played really good. So when you got a guy like Alex Merdvardizi, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. He plays for Modesto. He's he's a Cal State Northridge signee. Kudos to, to Freitas, Jerry Freitas. He had like 30 college coaches there. And, you know, when you have a guy like that going to Northridge and you have a freshman, Jalen Lewis from O'Dowd, who's playing his first game, you would automatically assume that's the guy. We got to pound him. We got to introduce him to big time ball. We're going to, that's our advantage. Well, the advantage was on O'Dowd's side. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he had a really good first game. He got it going, played really well. According to the stats on hand, he had 17 points, 14 rebounds, four blocks. Our I got Frankie you might say he probably didn't have 14 rebounds, but regardless, he had a good game. You know, um, really good opening game, uh, really good, you know, start to his his career, and that's a big win for O'Dowd. They beat Modesto Christian 65-49. And again, if O'Dowd gets rolling, they got a couple other good pieces with Marcellus Roberson and Monty Bowser, who's going to Cal. If those three pieces get rolling together, you know, they can make noise. Again, we always kind of, they're the only team that's ever won the Open from the North. And there's always that team that's like, okay, if there's a team that's going to put it together and make a run, it'd probably be them, you know? Okay. Whereas you you look at like Reardon hasn't really done it in a long time. Middy's up and down, you know, they, yeah. they're they very good, but they last year they didn't even have a 500 record because their league's really strong. So you look at those type of things. And, you know, it's, wow, you know, Jalen Lewis was one of the guys who really opened people's eyes at that event. Um, they will be at the Tark Classic uh, main bracket. Uh, they're on the other side of the bracket, so they opened up They opened up with Coronado. And whoever wins that game will most likely take on our guys who you said haven't played yet, Newman Goretti, who we've had on the show before. Um, but again, now that I look back at us, you know, three weeks ago, I would say, okay, Newman Grady is going to get by Corona Centennial. Now, yeah. now they got a game. Corona Centennial is pretty good. Yeah, they got a game. So that's, you know, Newman Grady is going to be, if they're listening to our pod this week, you guys got yourself a game. You know, that's going to be a pretty good game. So, uh, Devin, talk a little bit about, uh, upcoming games and where you may be at and some other thoughts you may have on what you saw or but where you're yeah, going to no, be at think- and then going into next week's games and then. Obviously, we got Tarkanian, and then we got Damien, and 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 um, you know, down in San Diego, you got Torrey the Pines. Torrey Pines Holiday Classic. Yeah, I think so you'll be going, of, you'll be going Hoop Hall West, which yeah. is this weekend. A lot of good matchups there. I think there's some you can you guys can find on ESPN to watch. Sure. Um, on the streaming app or ESPN three, even maybe some on ESPN two. I'm not sure. Uh, check your local local listings. Um, there's a bunch. If you of have games, cable, yeah. that's great. If not, that sucks. But no, I mean, Ronnie, you're, we already closed out pretty much every you know tournament and top team we've seen so far. So 
But for this week, I think I think that's good. I think we'll 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 end it here, and we'll come back yeah. the following week with your thoughts on um, who Paul. Uh, who Paul? I will have thoughts on uh, the semis at Westchester, um, and maybe some Sonora thoughts because I'm yeah. going to see Mayfair. I'm going to see Jay Sarah. Uh, loves Sonora. Um, let me let me hit you with a yeah. question, Devin. Yeah. Just uh, kind of we're talking about Sarah Canyon, LeBron, LeBron with the Lakers. LeBron comes to LA, big LeBron, not Bronny. Okay. Okay. Like now or? Yeah, no. He comes to LA, they play modern day. Oh, when he was 12,819 fans. I was one of those people. Which seems like, again, we don't have the numbers from our guy, Glenn, but probably a little little bit more attended than the one in the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. So, two questions I have Is Bronny going to play in front of more fans? than that in a regular season game this year or before he's done at Sierra Canyon? Or no, is what do you think there? Is more, people going to be like, no, he's scoring four, He's going to be, no, scoring four points a game. I'm not going to go to that game. Or people, do they want to continue to see the, the show? That's tough. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on... The venue, maybe? The venue, yeah. and it depends on the matchup. So if... A Damien the Damien championship get game can't get can't 12 k in there. Um, yeah. The only other time I see it is if Sheldon is like legit, yeah. and people you know want to see Marcus Bagley go against um, yeah. Sierra Canyon Benny. in yeah. the Open Division final. But that's that's already happened twice. Yeah, and Sierra Canyon's won both of those games. So how yeah. much interest is there, especially because yeah. it's in NorCal? Yeah, uh, I I don't think, think so. so. Gotcha. No, yeah. I don't think so. Interesting, because we we went to a game that had about twelve k. I don't have the exact number on my head. It wasn't a regular season game. The the semifinal with Marvin Marvin Bagley and Bishop Montgomery and Mellow Ball and Modern Day at the Gay Center. Center. You know, that was close to 12K. Again, don't have the number offhand. It was pretty crowded. Big game. But it's interesting because Marvin played for Sierra Canyon. Now Marcus plays for Sheldon. Yeah. You know, and that team didn't get it done. Uh, you know, they just didn't get it done, meaning that Sierra Canyon team, which is probably as good as the Sierra Canyon team. Probably better. In, yeah, in, yeah. Many, in many respects. Again, there may not be a Bishop Montgomery this year to knock him off. Right. So um, that's very interesting. We talked about O'Dowd because O'Dowd, like we said, has played good at that Freitas' tip-off. They actually beat that Bishop Montgomery team in their first game. That's right. Um, you know, with with Ethan and mm, with uh, twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah, it was twenty six seventeen season, so it would be sixteen, 16 tip 17, off. Yeah, sixteen tip off, and they also beat Bishop Gorman when they had the Zimmerman and uh, Jeter. Jeter and Zach Collins. and Zach Collins <laughs> with Ivan Rab and Paris Austin the year that they won the Open. So that's a good omen so far for O'Dowd. Again, obviously this team is not that team, but they're off to a good start. Yeah. Sierra Canyon's off to a good start. They get Millennium at. Who Paul West, you know, they're, uh, they're, you know, they, they, they got, you know, Millennium is a good team. Uh, do they have a chance to, to knock these guys off? Again, it's like you said, a lot of people are going to be there to root for Millennium, but a lot of people are going to be there just to watch, let me see Bronny, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of thing. So, you know, I, you know, it, it's very interesting how that plays out. And, um, I think people are half interested in that stuff and then half interested in just in the hoopla. I think most of the people are interested just in seeing what's there than actually seeing the games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the other games, Shadow Mountain plays Coronado on that Saturday. Uh, Hillcrest 
plays Hamilton Heights Christian Academy, who I said moved up to 15 in the Fab 50. They're very good. Very good team. Um, that comes right after Sierra Canyon plays Millennium. Rancho Christian is going to have to get back on uh, on track here. They play a couple games at this event. They play Christ the King on that Saturday. And they also play Rainier Beach on Friday the 6th. Um, Regis Jesuit, a good Colorado team, plays Shadow Mountain. Coronado actually plays on Friday as well. So they play back-to-back. Modern Day plays Perry. Again, uh, our guy Gary McKnight is slow playing the season. They're going to have to get into some tougher games. They're on Newman Goretti's side of the bracket at Tark. So the semifinals conceivably could be, again, I'm just going by rankings and what the, the seeds are. It could be Newman Goretti versus Modern Day and Sheldon versus Gorman. If it just plays out again, there's other excellent teams in there. O'Dowd, Coronado, uh, Thomas Jefferson of Brooklyn, Marion, Arkansas. So again, we haven't got there yet, but just going by by that. So Modern Day's tough games are going to come up. But they're, they're they're not here yet, so um, you know. Ba- on that note, we'll kind of uh, wrap this up, and like I said, we'll have our Devin will will we'll give you his insight from what he's seen. So will I, you know, Devin. What's your just quick takeaway from this all so far? High school so far. What have you seen? Just in a couple quick sentences, and what do you expect to see? You know, be going into two twenty to the new year. Lots of tournaments. Too yeah. many tournaments. Too many spread out tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, lots of bad first round matchups. Bad first round Some matchups. Some okay matchups later in the week. Renaissance Academy saved us. Yeah. In a lot of events because yep. they're getting a good team yep. right away. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just too many tournaments, man. I mean, yeah. it's kind of inspiring me to maybe start my own uh, season kickoff tournament and just load that puppy up and see what we can do. But uh, yeah, I think, you know. It'll be good to start getting into Tarkanian Classic and Damien where the good matchups, the good are, matchups are there, and then yeah. we can we can move on from there to league play um, <clears throat> and showcase stuff, which is always always good because the matchups are preset as you know good teams against good teams. Sure. But, uh, yeah, until next time, um, Ronnie and I are going to sign off here. You guys can find the In the Paint show on various uh, streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify, please give us a like, subscribe, hit us up on Twitter, tell us how dumb we are, how smart we are. We'd love to hear it all. We appreciate you guys listening in. Until next week, we will talk to you later.